So now, here is part two of our interview with Peter Balaji, Lily Daniel, and Derek Thaxton on their experiences during M4 year. Let's just jump right back in. Um, any sort of, um, I, I wrote in my notes here, rituals, maybe that's not the right word, but bef- before you go on an interview, how did you, how did you get yourself into the mindset of I'm going in for job interview, I need to, you know, turn this back on, be that person that, you know, presents myself in a certain way. How did you do that? Cause I'm sure you guys were exhausted from traveling and sure. it's hard. The night before. Yeah. It's initially, I guess probably the first few interviews, um, uh, there's a lot of, I don't want to say prep work involved, but, you know, going over applications, saying, like, going over common answers to questions. Um, but probably, like, toward the middle slash end of the season, um, I felt more, I'd said the same thing so many times that I was um, kind of practiced at, at interviewing, I guess, and so it was a lot less nerve-wracking. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever seen the TED Talk on the superhero stance. But it's like, <laughs> apparently scientifically proven, <laughs> that if you stand with your hands on your hips and you puff your chest Are out you like a superhero. No, I'm serious. There is a TED Talk. <laughs> Do that in the bathroom for 10 seconds. You'll feel like a superhero and then your confidence shoots up. All right, so, so I mean, you, I didn't do that, but you I've have to do this good. before every shift now. <laughs> okay. Expect this. In the department, everybody will do it. <laughs> One, one thing I did do before most of my interviews was uh, say my little elevator pitch at least once. Um, just talk about myself in like five minutes or less and just hit the, the high point so I didn't, <laughs> didn't uh, blank when they said, so tell me about yourself. Sure, sure. Uh, so are there questions that you sort of knew that you were always going to get asked in addition to that that you um, recommend having canned responses for? Why do you want to come here? Yeah. Every program asks Why do you want to be here? Why am I mm-hmm. I got that, but like maybe not that direct, but mm-hmm. just like your interest, like what lets you here and like what brings you around. It's like something about that. And like, you don't want to sound too artificial because then it'll sound like you're too programmed. And mm-hmm. But I think having something, some kind of guideline for like what you want to talk about is important because then it gives you like a talking point and some kind of outline so that you're not just fumbling over your words. And, yeah. You know. And if you have research, I know that most places I went, basically every place I went to, nobody asked me about the one bit of research I had in mind. <laughs> one place asked it, and I hadn't, um, I looked over the research basically like the morning of, because I was like, what if they ask me? I haven't, I don't really remember this well, what if they ask me? And then they asked me that morning, I was like, well, I guess I'll just look over this for the rest of the year. <laughs> it's season. good timing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Um, Back to interview questions for a second. What was your, um, just out of curiosity, what was your favorite interview question? Is there anything out there that sort of stuck out? Yeah, um, this wasn't really an interview question, but a place I interviewed, uh, they had this, uh, like, um, it was like a like a bracket of Marvel superheroes you had to fill out. <laughs> and so it would start out with, I think it was a, like... A bracket? Like a you bracket. actually filled out a yeah, bracket like of a, Marvel like superheroes? Yeah, like who would win? And then you had Can't to you fill out you just watch the movies? And... Uh, no, I mean, basically you just, like, you know, like Professor X against uh, Storm or whatever, you just pick them and then it was like 32 on each side, kind of like a, from that, a March Madness bracket, but with Marvel superheroes. That's and awesome. then you had to go through and they would ask you, the uh, resident interview would ask me directly, oh, that's interesting, why did you choose that? Which just was really out of left field. It was interesting. It was pretty cool. I liked it. Um, how about any least favorite questions? 
I had one interview where I had to do like a scenario and they put like it was a panel interview so it was me and five interviewers and they put down like three note cards face down and I had to pick one and it had like a clinical scenario on it and you had to talk yourself through it um it was the only interview out of all of them that I had to do something like that and it just caught me way off guard and that's the reason I didn't like it not because (laughs) I didn't like the content but I just wasn't prepared for it and that made me unhappy that's really interesting I feel like I had that same thing and it might be the same hospital but um yeah it was that was an intimidating interview because they were like in a panel and you sat in front of them like what you would imagine like this very scary kind of job interview Uh and it was in a large room and they just put these like white pieces of paper in front of you like turn over one and you just pick one this totally was at the same hospital yeah and it was just like a random question and it was okay to talk through and they were nice but it was a lot more intimidating than I expected Mm -hmm. it to be Sure. And so did that end up being sort of a turnoff for you, I guess, for that program? Or? Not so much, because, like, after, like, I got over, like, the initial kind of awkwardness of that first question, it was easier to have a conversation. But that initial first step was hard. Free off yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, what, what was it like meeting applicants from other schools? For the most part, everybody was really great. Um, again, just back to EM, everybody's a little bit more laid back and... Um, I really enjoyed meeting the other applicants. I didn't have any, there was one or two experiences where I was, you know, wasn't the best, but um, for the most part, it was good. Everybody was friendly and it was fun to talk to people who interviewed at places that I was going to or hadn't right. um, yeah. gotten an interview yet. Yeah. And it was cool running into some of the same people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once. You'll run into them. I ran into one girl <laughs> in Philadelphia that I saw then again in like Kentucky and yeah. we just mm-hmm. like, and like a, a random like happenstance just like yeah. saw each other like over the interview trail I think I saw the same person in Chicago and Florida which was like <laughs> what are you doing here yeah <laughs> well cool um, and just real quick dress code um, what do you guys think suits shorts suits. t-shirt suits suits always. oh okay yeah yes. always look nice so always. pretty conservative yeah. Yeah. yeah if you have a little steamer bring it with you yeah. over iron in your hotel don't go in with like a wrinkled shirt <laughs> ladies I think it's a myth that you have to wear a skirt suit or your you know older interviewers are going to think that that's not appropriate if you wear pants I don't think that's true I wore pants all winter because it's cold and I didn't want to be in a skirt <laughs> I think it was fine right any any sort of color schemes or things that you should avoid um, I think for the most part everybody most people I saw had either like a navy blue or a, a black suit probably more navy blue than black a few grays but nothing really outlandish I'm gonna piggyback off that I wore a maroon suit with kind of a not brightly floral print but it was a floral print top and almost every single interview I went to someone commented on how much they liked my suit and that it was different <laughs> and so you know I wouldn't wear hot pink but I think it's okay to show your style a little bit because people will remember it yeah so maybe a little bit of flair maybe not just a tiny bit tiny. <laughs> don't yeah. wear blinking antlers or anything like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little flair couldn't hurt all right, well, cool. Um, so it, this comes up all the time, and so everybody asks you in these interviews, do you have any more questions for us, <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh, yes. It, and, well, did you? And if not, how did you answer that? Or did you just keep a running list of random questions that you could pull out? Um, initially, I think maybe the first couple interviews when I was nervous, I had a, a couple of canned lab, but then it didn't really seem genuine, and so... Toward the end, like in the middle, like if I didn't have questions, then I didn't ask. But if I did, then I generally had a question I wanted, you know, to have answered. And um, the places where I was um, really interested in going, it was a lot easier to come up with questions. But um, 
it might not hurt to have um, some go-to questions to ask if you don't want to have at sounds, but I didn't think it really mattered that much. I had like a couple stock questions that I had in the back, but one of them um, I asked at almost every place because it almost never got touched on in the interview, and that was, where's your favorite place to eat in town? Mm-hmm. I love to eat. I love to try new restaurants, and so that was something that was really applicable for me and also showed a little bit of my personality. But it's also totally okay if you've had an awesome interview and you felt you really connected with your interviewer to, be, to say, no, I think you've answered you know, everything I was curious about. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I think that's okay to say. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, don't feel forced to like just yeah. ask questions to fill time and just ramble on. I mean, I don't say no. I don't care. There's tactful ways to say. Yeah. It. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. How did you know at the end of this interview day whether or not this program was a place that you still liked or not? Whether or not it was a good fit? How How do you know? I think or, a lot or of do you know? Yeah, I think a lot of it's gut feeling. Yeah. I, I got a I pretty agree. general good gut feeling on almost every single interview. I never left an interview and, and said, man, I have no idea how I felt about that. Yeah. Um, there were some interviews that I was like, that was not an enjoyable day. Mm-hmm. There were some interviews that I said, man, that was more fun than I expected to have. So for me, it was mostly just gut. Yeah, mostly just gut. And um, the, uh, the interview night the night before, um, I kind of used that to weigh in my gut feeling, which was pretty spot on most of the time. Yeah. I like seeing the night before too because you can see the interactions with the residents and how mm-hmm. close they are and that to me meant a lot especially the like the programs that I went to that it was obvious that the residents don't spend time together they don't even like each other that mm-hmm. much and then when they hang out it's like almost awkward for them to hang out amongst us but then other programs that I got a good feeling from they were very genuine they like loved to see each other like they were excited to have a night off to come and socialize with the new applicants and, yeah. so I felt like that was a good tell through like the program that like fit well for me so mm-hmm. okay good so it wasn't the free pens or frisbees or t-shirts that we gave you <laughs> no I did get a really sweet water bottle from one program that oh, I still yeah. use even though it wasn't BCU me too yeah <laughs> water bottles are nice All right, so let's move on to the the next thing I wanted to talk about, and that's rank lists. Now, obviously, it's still July, and we have several months before this really becomes relevant in a lot of people's minds. But since I have you here, I just wanted to ask uh, how you did this. How did you put together your rank list? So I put every program on an index card, and I had certain things that were really important to me. So my husband actually... um, is pretty much geographically tied to Virginia for his job. So that was a huge factor for us. And so I think that you have to figure out what are the most important things for you, put them in some kind of system, and then rank your programs based on those things. And that's basically what we did. Um, I I made my initial list, he made his list, and we kind of compared and and adjusted from there. I did the same kind of thing with a geographic rank because my fiance's here, so I wanted to stay in this area or like somewhere around the state. So it was easy for me. I feel like you know, some people talk about how it's difficult in those situations, but I feel like I had an easier time making a list because I already knew what I wanted to rank. I think it's more difficult when you, you're kind of like willing to go anywhere and you've liked all your programs and, yeah. and you just have to just like decide then where you want to go. But I think if, ge- if geography matters most, rank it off that. Yeah. Right. Where you want to stay. Um, once I made up my mind, like midway through interview season that I wanted to be geographically like in Virginia around here it was a lot easier to make the list when the time came because I knew where I wanted to go because my family's in Virginia now and I wanted to stay 
stay close to them. So it was, that was my main thing in making my list. So it sounds like you know, family, spouses, significant others definitely want to get them involved maybe in this Absolutely. decision or at least consider them in this decision. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, how about when you actually submitted the rank list? What, what was that like? Did you, <laughs> did you feel relieved? Were you stressed? Oh, my gosh. I checked it like 10 times to make sure it was turned yeah. in right. Mm-hmm. I was worried I hadn't turned it in. I rechecked that I had coded every program right because <laughs> I was too. like, what if I submitted and I like coded the wrong program at VCU or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was almost more anxiety inducing for me not to have it submitted. Like I wanted it submitted and done right. and not have to worry about it anymore. Same. So I submitted mine pretty early. Yeah. Like every number but one kept getting switched over and over. Really. <laughs> and so when I submitted it finally, it felt good to not be dealing with that anymore. Sure, sure. So then how did you cope while you were waiting for uh, match week? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's such a long month. <laughs> it's long. It's long. And I finished my rotations at the end of February. So I had two weeks of downtime kind of to just feel like I went on a trip. <laughs> I was like, I need to be distracted or I'm going to drive everyone crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I took the time to take my mind off it as much as possible, hang out mm-hmm. with my classmates, um, not, not study, watch a little Netflix, <laughs> some Xbox. Yeah, Netflix yeah. is always a good option. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then match day comes, you guys get your envelopes, you open them up, you see what the results are. Um, hopefully you all were happy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's okay, you can lie. Um, but, but so tell me about that. What, what was that like? That, what, what were the emotions that you guys had? Uh, there's videos on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, my, mine my too. Reaction. Was, uh, I was pretty stoked, you know, to put it, put it mildly. I, uh, everybody could tell me they'd never seen me that happen before, and I don't probably haven't been that happy in a while, but it was... Oh, good. It felt good. It felt nice to, you know, to, like, start out at the beginning and say... I want to be a doctor and then you get you know you're going along like all right i really want to go here yeah yeah and then you get to that day you open the envelope and then you're going to be a doctor at the place you want to be a doctor and it's like woo, yeah yeah it's a really cool day it's i know it's different and handled different at all schools i know here um, where i went to school they had like an event for it so they like organized us into a large room and i thought that'd be really fun but you end up <laughs> waiting in a large room for like two hours until you open it up <laughs> so it's just all this like ball of anxiety and everyone's just waiting and then once you get it, it's, it's incredible and it's like so much fun and it's really exciting, but it's very anxiety to do things and yeah. just be, be ready for yeah. that day. Cause like, it's, it's a really great day, but you don't anticipate how nervous you get. Like I thought I was going to be fine and my stomach was like turning knots the whole time. Mm-hmm. I got, I took a totally different approach to match week. I went on vacation <laughs> with my family, both my parents and my in-laws and, um, so Friday was the day we were leaving and I obviously wasn't at school. So my mentor called me and she said, I have your envelope. Do you want me to open it? And this is like an hour earlier than I was going to get the email. And I was like, heck yes. So I'm on FaceTime with this horrible connection because I'm in Mexico and she's like going in and out and the picture's blurry and she's like showing me my letter and I'm like, I can't see it. And everyone's around me. My husband's videotaping. And as soon as I saw VCU, I like jump up and start squealing. I drop the phone in the sand. So the lady on FaceTime was like face down in the sand. Thankfully, my mom scooped it up and I just like jumped into my husband and started sobbing. It was like the best day ever. Um, did you make the plans for vacation before you knew you were going to match, before that Monday of match week? I did, yeah. Were you concerned about but, that at all or nervous? So I changed my flight. So we had made the um, 
made the reservations beforehand, but um, when I realized that, I knew it was match week, and so my husband actually left on Sunday with his family, and my parents and I left Monday afternoon, so I was making sure that I got the email saying I matched. Okay, you can get on the plane. Okay. But, um, okay. but yeah, right. no, I wasn't just going to be like, brazen, like, bye, America, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I actually got the first email when I was arguing with the ticket agent because our first flight got canceled, and I, like, got the email and looked down, and I just, like, looked at my dad, and I was crying, and he was like, oh, my <laughs> so, so at that good. point you knew it was safe to yeah, get on Yeah, I was like, I don't care if I ever get to Mexico. No, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> on match day, did any of you have friends or classmates that maybe didn't match where they wanted to and, and maybe didn't have the same um, positive emotional response that you guys seem to have had? And what was that like? Yes. It's hard. It was, it was, yeah. I mean, it's hard because you feel so excited in that moment. Like, my family was there, so it was incredible to be with them, and they were really excited. But I could see, like, around us, there was a handful of people that didn't match. Mm-hmm. Or even they matched in places they just did not want to go. So they were upset by it. Um, so it's, like, hard to kind of tailor in your emotions and not mm-hmm. be so exuberant about them. But um, it was tough, and, like, a lot of times they would just, like, leave the party or, like, leave and go, like, to be by themselves. Mm-hmm because they had to go make plans or like scramble like a spot elsewhere or like make phone calls but it was sad and like it's it's it unfortunately happens every year and like you're gonna know somebody that happens too but just be mindful of them like around you yeah just be respectful of their feelings i think and and give them the space that they you know need i think that right. was a big thing for a couple people in my friend group like they just needed some space they mm-hmm. needed to take a few days and kind of process what happened right. it's devastating you know we were all in a really good position which is you know we're so lucky but um yeah it would be devastating had the turnout been different yeah so now match day's over you have your results you know where you're going what do you do? Travel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Peace out, my school. <laughs> Eat. <laughs> sleep a lot. Oh, man. Yeah. A lot of sleep. Yeah, travel. I say if you can manage it, go on a trip. Yeah. Do something that expands yeah. your worldview. See somewhere you've never been because residency, as we've already found out, is very busy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you may not have time to take a vacation or do something like that. So get on it. I stayed at home. I actually didn't travel anywhere. I was like, gonna go and travel, but I just like had like a staycation. My family's <laughs> I get close by. I went to visit them a bunch and hang out because I haven't seen them in so long. Yeah. And I got to catch up with a bunch of my cousins and extended family, and that was awesome. Yeah. It was great. Second half of fourth year is great. Yeah. As soon as I found out where I was going, I started the process of getting rid of all my stuff and um, downsizing so I could put everything in my car and, and then drive to, to Virginia. To, my house. Oh, that's that's right. I didn't include that on this list, but but that's a great thing too. So tell me the logistics of moving. Um, yeah. I hate moving. <laughs> it sucks. I I moved way too many times, like before med school, and then I moved twice while I was in med school, and so I was like, I'm I'm not making this any harder than it should be, and so I basically sold everything, just kept my clothes and my giant TV and <laughs> my car. <laughs> And drove here and then basically just find everything from scratch, which is stressful in its own way, but I I, I like the way I did it. Because it's sort of a, a, a time crunch, right? So yeah. you, you still have to be present for graduation mm-hmm. in, in May, and then yeah. it doesn't give you much time to find a place to live, and you're sort of expected to be at your program present, um, yeah. end of June. Mm-hmm. Right. Were you able to come down and 
find a place. Yeah, yeah. I think within within a couple of weeks, I uh, got to come to Richmond and look at look for some places, and um, then. I think you I made separate trips for that. Yeah, I think I made two trips, and I found the place I wanted on the second trip, if I remember right. Um, but the second trip, I my, I had already uh, kind of moved my home base to my parents' house in Northern Virginia, so it was just a quick two-hour drive from there. Sure, sure. Um, all right, so let's sort of looking back overall at the fourth year, sort of the, the big picture here, is there anything that um, you think went well overall that you'd recommend people try to emulate or things that you think you would have done differently if you could go back in time? I know I did a rotation. I was Some people tell you to do like critical care months or do something that will be helpful to you. Like if you're going to be in like do a month in ophthalmology because we don't get a lot of like, you know, yeah. practice with eyes or working on like a surgery team. I did like an extra month on trauma because I enjoyed it. And then I did a month in the morgue, which was kind of odd, but it was with the forensic pathologist. And I thought at first it was going to be kind of a wasted month because it's not applicable, but it's actually, it was a good month. I got to like do a bunch of hands-on, go over some good anatomy. And it was something I would have never done before. And but I did it now and like I, it, was, it was a good experience and a good learning experience so I think if you find something you haven't done yet and you have the time for the elective I'd recommend doing it if, if it helps you with your future practice or not or just something you find interesting I would say um, outside of like logistics like that, just try and maintain a positive attitude because it's a long year. You're exhausted. Um, it's all about endurance and perseverance. And if you can just stay positive, I promise it'll be a much better experience if you're than if you're miserable. I mean, you can imagine showing up to work every day and trying to smile and trying to put on a positive face if you're just, you know, miserable. Um, Keep your goals in mind for sure. I front loaded my, uh, my fourth year schedule, which probably everybody did. Um, and then I, I had um, two months where I wasn't really that clinically involved, um, set aside for interviews, which um, I know a lot of people suggest you do, and I think that was a really good um, thing because it takes a lot of stress out when you're trying to schedule interviews and um, just having a, a set a number of months where you can go interview. And then um, the red, second half of the year was, was pretty awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. could do it again, but not really. <laughs> So, so now that you're officially on the other side, how's it feel to be doctors? It doesn't feel that much different yet, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still feeling, I, I mean, you're always learning. You're always, you always feel like you lack significant knowledge. And I think if you ever get to the point where you feel like you know everything you need to know, it's yeah. time to take a step back and really reevaluate what yeah. you're doing. I mean, there have been several points where, you know, I just kind of, Kind of take it all in, and I'm really thrilled to be here. But yeah. it's like there's there's a lot that I have to kind of do over the next three years, and it's a little intimidating. But um, you know, I, I made it to the first step, so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, I think there's definitely like a pressure that's off now that we're like in a program, especially where we want to be, and um, a really supported program where all the residents are super helpful. So that that pressure is definitely off because the anxiety of matching and getting into yeah. a program is stressful. But um, it's a whole new kind of stress when you're in a program and you're thinking, okay, now I actually have to learn how to be a competent, compassionate emergency medicine doc. Like that's what it's about, right? Yeah. yeah. 
know, I'm just stereotypically worried about giving Tylenol to people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so true. I, I really did. I had somebody that I wanted to give like half a dose of Tylenol, and the attendant I was working with was like, just give them a full dose. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. It makes you nervous. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, there's this power that you have now, and it's like, sure. full dose of Tylenol. Is that safe? <laughs> On my last shift, a nurse came up to me and asked if I could give the patient pain medicine because ortho was doing a procedure. And I was like, oh, yeah, how about such and such? And she was like, we could probably give them something through their IV. And I was like, oh, like, what do you think we should give them? <laughs> she started laughing. I was like, oh, We've all been there for sure. Scared. Um, well, cool. So any, any last words of wisdom or encouragement for the current M4s out there going through this now? small tidbit of advice because my interview season was kind of like hectic with travel always plan for the unexpected (laughs) my car broke down no less than three times (laughs) during my interview season and it was two different vehicles i actually messed up and it wasn't my fault it was just bad luck (laughs) yeah my car broke down and my mom's car broke down and i just i was like so frustrated but i had left early enough like a full day before to get there the night before that it gave me enough time to troubleshoot my problems right. and then get your own time <laughs> so just expect you know traffic expect you know what if you have a flat weather. tire like it's like you know look out for the weather like if you're traveling to like a new geographic region like if you live in the southeast and you go to the north northeast yeah and it's snowing just be wary and like no it may cost delays yeah. so just plan and be flexible you yeah know, absolutely that's like a plane. trains are cool too yeah, yeah. Yep. Cars are nice too. Bikes, <laughs> your legs, yeah. however you can get there. Yeah. Hang in there. Yeah. Um, you got this. Remember that it's temporary. You will not always be the new person. Yeah. Just uh, when you get started, it's all overwhelming, but you fall into a good rhythm. Um, yeah. Eventually, as interview season goes on, and then when it's over, it's uh, it really does feel worlds better than at the beginning. So hang in there. Thanks once again to Dr. Derek Thaxton, Dr. Lily Daniel, and Dr. Peter Balaji for coming on and sharing their experience and words of wisdom about the M4 year. We definitely have some more great content coming throughout the year, so make sure to check back in with us over at www.emstud.com, www.cdemcurriculum.com, or on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter if you feel so inclined. So on behalf of my podcasting co-host, Dr. Scott Weeders, who I am hoping is enjoying the weather out in Texas more than I am here on the East Coast, keep up the hard work, and we'll catch you next time on EM Stud. (laughs) 